It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, June 18th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. A new smartphone app is hitting the market today, with the potential to transform the debate over Alaska's ocean resources. Skipper Science will allow users along Alaska's entire coastline to contribute observations about changes in fish and animal populations, which can then be collected and quantified as data for Alaska's science-based resource management. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Anywhere the Alaska Board of Fisheries meets, there is always a certain amount of frustration among some of those who testify because their years of experience, sometimes over many generations, doesn't seem to carry much weight in management decisions, which tend to be driven by data. In Sitka, this is particularly acute around herring season, where subsistence harvesters have noted drastic declines in the abundance of the species over many decades, while 40-odd years of data collection by the Alaska Department of Fish and Game suggests everything is okay. This is Coho Clan leader and tribal elder Herman Davis testifying before the Board of Fish in Sitka in 2015. I wonder if all the scientists that are here can figure out what's going to happen when the herring is gone. Skipper Science was created for exactly this purpose. Developed by the Aleut community of St. Paul Island, it's a way for Alaska's harvesters and managers to at least speak the same language. How do we take um, what has historically been called anecdotal and create something, some structure around it, the rigorous, you know, scientific repeatability. Lauren Devine is the Director of Ecosystem Conservation for the Aleut Community of St. Paul, the tribal government of St. Paul Island and the Bering Sea. Devine and a team of collaborators have built the Skipper Science app in an attempt to elevate the hundreds, thousands of informal yet meaningful environmental observations by fishermen and others into hard numbers, that can be brought to the Board of Fish or to the North Pacific Fisheries Management Council or to any of the agencies that make decisions more on numbers than on impressions. Scaled up over many, many harvesters, the observations of someone like Herman Davis can carry the weight of scientific data. This is the way that an indigenous person takes on life and living and and, um, and engaging in traditional harvests and um, relationships with the ecosystem is it, it is very non-quantitative, and so it, we're very far behind the times, really. But um, but yet, there's no weight that's historically been been given, and, and the respect given to the more social science, um, non you know Western scientific side of things. And so we we're really working to to shift that. Divine and the Aleut community of St. Paul are not new to this. About 15 years ago, the tribal government established the Indigenous Sentinels Network to monitor changes in animal populations and the environment in the Bering Sea. They've since developed a half dozen apps and utilities, one of which is called Citizen Science. Skipper Science is built on the Citizen Science platform, but the goal is to make it coastwide, from the Beaufort to Baja, as Divine says. To extend their reach, the Aleut community of St. Paul needed a partner. So my name's Lindsay Bloom, and um, I'm based out of Juneau, Alaska, and uh, I do work for a nonprofit organization called Salmon State. Lindsay Bloom works within Salmon State's Salmon Habitat Information Program, or SHIP. 
A coastwide advocacy organization, Salmon State and the Aleut Community of St. Paul have similar goals, quantifying informal observation. To help bring fishermen's voices and perspectives and knowledge, information to the table when it comes to decision-making at the state or federal level. Bloom and her husband are drift gillnetters. She's been using the beta version of Skipper Science. The way she explains it, the app takes something that in the past might have just been a few minutes of dock talk after a fishing trip and compiles it into a database. It could be a marine mammal sighting. It could be a change in water temperature that's unusual. It could be <laughs> algae blooms. Um, you know, there's there's many, many sort of categories of data. You'll just pull up your app. You'll hit a button that says record an observation for my phone. In my case, it actually just loads in my GPS coordinates right then and there. And I can um, describe what I'm seeing and how it's different from what I've seen in the past and, and perhaps take a picture and upload that as well and send it in. The Skipper Science app works anywhere, whether or not it's connected to the Internet. Observations will be cached until users are back in range. Individual observations are also private and password protected, so users can go back in and review past observations. The overall data set, however, is the property of what Lauren Devine is calling the Skipper Science Community. Devine and other researchers will compile it and prepare reports as needed based on the information. The app is free. Divine has considered the possibility that it will gain traction and explode into an enormous amount of work. She says she'd welcome that event. That would be such a dream of mine. This is honestly such an untapped area of really rich information that could totally change the way you know that we approach fisheries management from subsistence to personal use to recreational to commercial, and it has such amazing potential. The Skipper Science app is available for download beginning Friday, June 18th for both iPhone and Android. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. The U.S. Forest Service is seeking feedback on a long list of deferred maintenance work for cabins, trails, roads, bridges, and boat ramps on national forest land in Alaska. The agency is working to catch up on a backlog of repairs and replacements and has a relatively new source of federal funding to address some of those needs. Joe Nicky reports. The Great American Outdoors Act, passed during the Trump administration, authorized nearly $2 billion a year for five years to reduce deferred maintenance on public lands across the country. It's aimed at reducing some of the backlog of work for public agencies. As we know here in southeast Alaska, stuff wears out, and it wears out pretty quick because we live in a very wet climate. Uh, so this this is a new funding source to tackle those challenges. That's James King, the Forest Service's Director of Recreation, Land, and Minerals in the Alaska region. The new funding greatly expands the maintenance work the agency can do each year, and the money's targeted at repairs or replacement on existing facilities. The Forest Service has already announced a list of improvements for the Tongass and Chugach National Forests for 2021 and for work proposed under the Biden administration's budget for 2022. King says the pandemic year put off some of that. The districts worked really, really hard to do the best they could to keep things maintained and open because we knew there were a lot of people uh, with everything else shutting down that just wanted to get outside and recreate. And so they did work really hard at that. 
However, some of the projects that were scheduled and planned to be worked on, because we didn't have as big a cruise or contractors weren't as available to do work, there were quite a few projects that were postponed and we're catching up on those this year, uh, trying to keep up with things. It's estimated the deferred maintenance on roads, trails, and bridges alone on forest land in Alaska totals around $120 million, not counting recreational cabins and other facilities. The new funding source will mean over $12 million in repair work for 2021 and over $11 million proposed for the Tongass and Chugach in 2022. Mim Iben is the Forest Service's co-leader on an agency team for allocating the money in the two national forests. Every district on both forests had at least one project funded in 2021. And those projects are, we anticipate many of the projects will be implemented in this summer. Now, you know, things come up during construction season, especially post-COVID, but that is the plan as for right now. On the Tongass, the work for this year includes cabin and shelter repairs, along with road, bridge, and culvert replacement. The list for 2022 will be finalized during the congressional budget process later this year. Iben says the agency has a public comment period underway this summer on work that could happen in 2023 or later. We'd like to look at the way that these projects will be affecting the communities and really are interested in soliciting feedback on that experience as well. So we combine all of those metrics together and then try to rank out the projects in that way and submit the ones that are top priorities to the Washington office. In the Petersburg area, the funding will mean reconstruction of the Ideal Cove Trail on eastern Mitkoff Island, expected to happen this year. Others proposed for funding next year are replacement of the floating bridge portion of the Omer Creek Trail and decking on the trail to Blind River Rapids. The proposed budget also would fund deck replacement for the outdoor hot tub at Chief Shakes Hot Springs on the Stikeen River, reconstruction of the Cathedral Falls Trail near Cake, and replacement of a bridge on St. John's Creek on Zarembo Island. A lot of the work could be done under contract by private companies. Harvey Hergett, the Forest Service's Director of Engineering and Information Management, encourages people to submit comments on needs for the next few years. We've suffered um, some economic downturn, especially in southeast and south central with cruise ships um, not coming in and the tourist industry being down a little bit. So this is an opportunity to supplement some of those local economies and help stimulate them a little bit, put some folks to work. There's an online interactive map to see repairs that are already funded or proposed for next year and to submit comments on future needs. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Vicknicki. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. (laughs) 